When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Mr. Davis, and joining me, probably very confusingly for podcast only listeners, is the debuting Mr. Wrestle Talk. Hello, Podswafters. How does this go again? Um, sorry, this is my first time doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. You'll pick it up, bro. You'll pick it up. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. How the devil are you? Well, I'd just like to clear things up for all the pod-only listeners because they are out there. People who don't follow the YouTube stuff. People, it's like AEW Dark not explaining the events of Dynamite. So Mm -hmm. what happened? I fired Luke recently because he's a dickhead. And just so, uh, perchance, last Wednesday, Adam got in this guy called Mr. Wrestle Talk for Quizzlemania, and I'm like, this guy's, this guy's great. He won on his debut go, beat Sean Ross Sapp, and then we just, we just headed off big time, didn't we? Oh, it's like I've known you for years. I feel like we're already best friends. Instant chemistry, instant best friends. So yeah, uh, we're, we're best friends now. I bumped Mr. Chopper from the from the podcasts. So, mm-hmm. so Mr. Wrestle Talk can ju- join in. Uh, he's yeah. fine with that, I'm sure. Haven't really had a oh. chance to catch up with him. I- I'm sure he's absolutely fine with that. But yeah, I'm going to be doing Raw, doing AEW, doing the magazine show with Denise Halcedo. And actually, this, I think it's either this Saturday or it's the following Saturday, I'm going to be doing the SmackDown review with Corporate Chopper because uh, Randy Andy Dancer's not around. It's just a straight up swap for that idiot face Luke Owen. And because because Chopper pointed this out, and it, it's going to be difficult for podcast listeners to get their heads around this, mm. but he see, he thinks you're quite you 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 sound a bit like Luke Owen. What the podcast listeners can't see is that you're a hundred percent not Luke Owen. You've got an eye mask on. Oh, absolutely. Just check my Twitter bio at Mister Underscore Wrestle Talk. Definitely not Luke Owen. Totally different people. Good enough for me. Yep, absolutely. Do you know what's good enough for me? This Raw review. No, actually, this show was fine. But anyway, we're going to talk about the Raw review. It's too good of a segue. Uh, Here is the show. 
First off, we've got to talk about Vicky James Asker match, and we'll dive into the whole episode of War and everything that happened there. Uh, a really good match uh, to kick off with. It was sort of the third match of the show. It was a Raw Women's Championship match. They had a really decent five-minute back-and-forth bit of action. You know, the, the sick Mickey James kick to the... Not a not a chick kick or a Kiki James, just a normal kick uh, to Asuka while she was tied up in the ropes. Asuka would grab Mickey's arm, get her in a submission, that sort of classic just spinning round, not looking where you're going, Asuka back fist. Really good stuff. And then all of a sudden, Asuka gets the Asuka lock in. Mickey is going to do that spot where you flip over and turn the Asuka lock into a pin because Asuka's shoulders would be on the mat. And when Mickey James has half done that, the referee calls for the bell, says Mickey James has tapped out. Mickey James is furious momentarily. She's like, what the hell? No, I didn't. And then she's kind of played off by a band. Play me off, Johnny. And Zelina Vega walks out and starts up the next segment. Yeah, it was bizarre because like the commentators didn't really know what was going on. I, I believe the report is you, you've got the, the tweets to, to read out from Foley and Lance Storm saying that it was an injury and that's why they sort of called the match finished. But I mean, watching it back and like watching it at the time, Mickey James didn't seem to be the one that said like, oh, ow, my shoulder is probably It was very much she just sort of like this look of confusion and sort of like, as you said, like anger of just like that the match was called early. Because she definitely didn't tap, 100% didn't tap. There was no pinfall or anything. And then it was just sort of like, everything just sort of stopped. Like time stopped for a while. And the commentators were like, no idea what's going on here. They weren't trying to cover for it. So I instantly thought, I was like, oh, it's because they were playing this off. This is going to be Mickey James's last tight, like last chance at a title match, last chance at winning the title. They'll run this as the story that Mickey James is, you know, she was screwed out of her last chance. But then, yeah, she just rolled at ringside. Referee went down to talk to her and Selena Vega came out and we just sort of pretended that the Mickey James thing never happens. So Lance on tweet, hope Mickey James is okay. I think the referee said her shoulder popped out. So if you go back, you can see like sort of see the referee talking. Seems like it mouths that he says the ref uh, the shoulders popped out. And then McFoley added to that saying, I'm hearing that Mickey James may have injured her shoulder in tonight's Raw, which would explain the quick ending to the match. If true, wishing Mickey uh quick and complete recovery. So yeah, I think it it's weird because the last two weeks wrestlers getting injured in the ring has been quite a hot discussion point. Of course, there was the Matt Hardy instance at All Out uh, a week and a half ago, two weeks. What is time anymore? Where the match definitely should have been called off a lot quicker than it was. Then on Wednesday, no, sorry, the, the two nights after, Ivar hit this dive to the outside, seemed to like stun his neck. He's got a history of neck problems. He immediately threw up the X sign and they called off the match, which led to another botched finish. Cedric Alexander mm -hmm. knew, the referee knew, but Ricochet didn't know. Uh, Cedric Alexander won with uh, some kind of powerbomb pin, I think, and Ricochet kicked out at two, but the referee still called it, called for the bell. The announcers didn't know what was going on either. So it's very similar to that instance. And, you know, unfortunately, today there's now reports that Ivar is getting quite a serious neck operation right now, uh, which might take him out for a year. 
which is just terrible for the guy and terrible for the Viking Raiders and Eric as well. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of I can see why referees might be a bit hot on the oh, I'm gonna be cautious. And you yeah, know what? Really. I think that's the right thing to do. I would much rather people not have serious injuries and you know, to te- not take the risk to just do an, a minute more wrestling. You can do the match another day. Uh, but in this case, I, I do think they were probably overly cautious because Mickey seemed to be totally fine. Yeah, it was a bizarre one. I, I just saw a chat that that came up uh, there. I don't know if, if someone can follow up on this, but um, apparently I asked for the moderators to do so. But they said one of the rumors going around is that Vince wasn't a fan of the match and asked for it to be called early. Now, I've, I've not seen this reported anywhere, so I don't know uh, if there's any truth to that or where that report's come from. Yeah. Um, as far as I could tell, it very much was like a shoulder injury and the referee, whether Mickey knew or not, or like the referee heard it go, maybe, I don't know. He heard the pop and was just like, I'm going to call this match now. I, I've no idea what's going on, but it was, yeah, it, it was weird because I was, I really liked the match. I thought the match was, was really good. I thought they were working together really, really well. And I was kind <coughs> of, I, I was thinking while this was going on, man, I wish this was on pay-per-view and we didn't have to cut to a commercial break so we could enjoy all of this. But, um, yeah, I, I I was I was a fan of this match, but the, like the the finish just seemed really really weird, really weird. It's a shame because yeah, a big part of the story was this is Mickey James's last go, uh, and I think Which if anything it was an angle. That's why I thought it yeah. was like an angle until until Zelina Vega came out. If anything, I think this proved no. I want Mickey James versus Asuka to be the main program going for at least two pay per views, not. Asuka versus Zelina Vega, which we'll get into when we do the full play-by-play review. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Lockdown has been hard on lots of people, but it's also been tough on... Tough on... Well, you know... My big hairy balls, Luke. Yes, yes, your your big hairy balls, Ollie. So let's thank today's sponsor, Manscaped, for providing the best materials to give you the best manscaping experience possible. This could be the greatest ball shaving of all time. Hygiene is super important in this, the new now. And the perfect package essentials kit by Manscaped comes with everything you need. High performance USB rechargeable body trimmers with its advanced skin safe technology, which is far more impressive than WWE's AI nonsense at their pay-per-views it's not just your big hairy balls that need sorting out you also need to look at your big your big hairy nails or your i guess your long hairy nails or you know your big your big long nails along with the perfect package kit you should also order the shears 2.0 a newly improved luxury four-piece nail kit with stainless steel slashed tipped tweezers round point scissors fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Enroll in the Peak Hygiene Plan for quarterly replenishments of your favourite products and get 20% off your order using the code WTTV. There's even free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia, and the old blighty United Kingdom. So get 20% off your order at manscaped.com using the promo code WTTV. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code WTTV for 20% off your order. Your neat and tidy balls. Well, thank you. Uh, but yes, let's get on with your su- 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 super chats. But first, we've got some Patreon shout outs. Get those super chats in. We will answer every single one of them before the end of the show. But first off, at $25 a month or more, pledge hammers on Patreon. Here's your cheap pops. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Woo-hoo. You're going to have to do this because I don't have them. Oh, how do you like them apples? Marcel Dura. Yes, it's apple flavored. They drew first blood, not me. Grace Rambo. Yeah, nice. oh, I've got them. I've got them. I've got them. Former star athlete, now head coach, Lendell Brenson. Thank you, Lendell. Robert Spencer. Period. Nice. Very good. The fitness concierge. I mean, you're concierge. Thank you, Scott Michael. Scott Michelle, maybe. Thank you, Scotty. Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Nice. <clears throat> Super kick party, Andy Buckley. Yes. Moving sideways, Karen Crabtree. Very nice. The nine percenter, Garrett <clears throat> Vandercrift. Ninety-nine percenter. What did I say? Nine percenter. Oh, sorry, the ninety-nine percenter. Jam that, James Dillon. Very Thank nice. You. And lastly, full of flavor, Sean Blandford. Oh nice. yes. Thank Good you. Manage. Every single one of you go over to Patreon because we're reviewing the first all-in pay-per-view, the AEW Prologue pay-per-view. Uh, me and Mr. Wrestle Talk here making his Patreon debut. That should be up later this week. So yeah, we, come and become a pledge recorded, We recorded a full hour of that show today and did not even actually get onto the show itself. Yes. 
Well, uh, getting your su- 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 super chats with your thoughts on Raw, folks. Uh, let's just do a few of the Raw-related ones right now. We will read out every single one of them before the end of the show. You know, chat to Mr. Wrestle Talk. Ask him some questions. This is your chance yeah. to talk to the debuting brand-new fresh face around here. Uh, Nick Ward says, Hi, boys. Going to bed, so here is some money for you. Still feeling crook from the 2,370 camera cuts in the last two minutes of Raw. The blokes on the cameras are obviously drunk and can't hold still. Hashtag swaft under. There was a moment during this finale of Raw when the Hurt Business came out to face off with Retribution. I was like, finally, I am. there's something I can sink my teeth in. I can get into this angle. And then the camera works out. And I was like, oh, no, I can't because I've no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> Where do I put my teeth? <laughs> uh, Michael Dominguez, are the Street Profits actually good? Well, Luke Owen could answer that with his actually good series, but he's not around anymore. But Michael Dominguez says, to me, no. I think they're awesome. I think the I would I'd be very curious, Michael Dominguez. You don't have to super chat this in, but certainly uh, let us know in the chats and our moderators can find out whether you saw the Ren XT work, or whether you've just seen them on the main roster. Because I think if you're judging them, it's almost like the the revival that mm. we had a lot of people who used to super chat in, at least you know, when I've been watching this channel, that they didn't like the revival because they'd only seen them on the main roster where they were just doing lame work. But if you'd seen them down like the you know their series they had with DIY when they were awesome, and I think that's the same for the Street Profits. Well, the Street Profits doing an amazing stuff down in NXT. Dawkins is great, but Ford man, he's a superstar, absolute superstar. I think they're a great team. It's just the WWE seem hell bent on breaking up every team that they've got. That there's going to be no one for them to face. Who are they going to face at the at the at the pay per view? AOP. Were they gone? Oh, damn it! Damn it! Uh, uh, Andrade and Angel Garza again. Ah, uh, they're broken up. Uh, the iconics nope they're broken up sasha banks and bailey surely nope no they're broken up well i I know i know you're gonna say murphins and buddy murphy so murphins rollins even (laughs) (laughs) murphins was there that was their their team name (laughs) seth murphins sethy murphins sethy murphins sethy murphins also broken up um Mm. is the point i was getting at yeah uh, Ollie and Luke broken up broken up mate it got Marty genetted that no good freeloader well should we get on with the full raw review play by play uh, yes, indeed. Uh, absolutely. But, oh, oh, right. Hello. I've had enough hey. of this. Hey, Chopper. Hey, Chopper. Hey, Chopper. Mr. Nice, to, nice to meet you. It's Mr. WrestleTalk, the guy I was telling no, you no, about. No, it isn't. It isn't Mr. WrestleTalk. I'm getting is. really sick of this. I feel like I'm the only one that can actually see that Mr. WrestleTalk is quite Mr. clearly Luke. Uh, Luke. But it's not they. Chuck, what, yeah, sorry, what were you to... saying? I was getting my Jam That Championship for you. You are a fantastic Jam That Champion. I really appreciate you, Mr. Davis. But this this nice, charade, nice this facade, this has nice to... to you, Pete. Shut up! I'm talking! You stop talking when I'm talking, okay? You even had a banner on this screen right here in this podcast. You were plugging your own merch. How is nobody seeing that you are Luke? It's so obvious! No, no, this t-shirt was given to me by Adam as like a welcoming gift. Um, no, it wasn't, I, I, it wasn't. I, don't, I don't know how to explain 
uh, to people to go and buy the lukewarm Luke Owen t-shirt from WrestleTalkMerch.com. How like, can I can't explain that, I'm afraid. But like, I mean, you've, you've seen my Twitter profile, right? It's definitely not Luke Owen. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Totally. Like, why would why would I be Luke Owen? Like, it doesn't make any totally sense. Totally not Luke Owen. No, definitely not Luke Owen. Yeah. You know what? No, okay. That's fine. If everyone wants to believe it, that's fine. Then why don't we prove it? How about on Thursday, AEW Review Podcast? Yeah? Mm-hmm. We Which do I'm a on, yeah. Luke, a Luke detector test. All right. <gasps> if you pass it, then maybe I'll believe you that Mr. WrestleTalk isn't Luke. Okay? If you fail it, you you you'll found out. You'll be Luke. Mr. Davis will see it, and then, and then you'll be gone, and we can be best friends again. Okay? All right, all right. Chopper, corporate chopper. I'll take your Luke detector test on the AEW podcast this coming Thursday, and I will prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am not Luke Owen. Fine. Hashtag Enjoy not your Luke. raw podcast with your merch plugs bye chopper it was nice to meet you mate get out of here oh he's a he's a grumpy chopper he's a grumpy chopper isn't he that's my first time meeting him well what is a luke detector test uh i mean i'm assuming it will be like a series of questions to find out so i can prove watch me pose i'm I'm not looking i've got on board with what you were saying watch me pose with my championship well, I, I mean, I will, I will plug it again. The AEW review this coming Thursday. Watch the uh, the AEW podcast where we're going to do a Luke detector test to for, to prove one hundred percent I'm not Luke Owen. Jam that yeah, down. Jam that down, yeah. everyone. Cool. Well, I'm Definitely sure. I'm Luke. sure. I'm sure it's nothing. He's he gets a little bit, you know, because he said he said the other week that we were best friends. Because of the, because he gave me all his points, which was really, really nice of him. Really appreciated it. Because then I could fire Luke Owen. Uh, but yeah. you know, I actually, I actually didn't deserve to win that. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I cheated. I, che- I, I told. I, you know, I approached Chopper. I sort of, you know, told him to give me his points, and he, he, he jumped at the chance to get rid of Luke. Uh, but no, no, no. I, I don't know if you saw it, but I, I mean, shouldn't, I was, I was, I was, shouldn't have fired him. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I didn't realize that it was uh, cheating shenanigans, though. No. It's uh, quite quite the quite the controversy. No, I'm, I'm massively cheated. You're not allowed to do that. Mm. It's that's against the rules. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Uh, well, yeah, and yeah. anyway, uh, Chop Chop Chop's got it in his head that we were best friends after that. Which you know, I might have said we would be if he did it. But you know, we were we were for like a week or so. But then I met you. You're fantastic. New best friends. New best friends. Awesome. So, of course, uh, like a bit like an air horn. That don't buy the lukewarm Luke Owen merch today at WrestleTalkMerch.com. Don't. Just a bit bit of mis- miscommunication there between me and Mister WrestleTalk. We're not meant to be promoting Luke's merch anymore. Yeah, don't absolutely. go and buy that stuff. Buy yeah. loads of the other stuff there. Like the magazine mm. that comes out soon. Anyway, this or, or, or the or the Luke Warm, Luke Owen T-shirt. No, sorry, no, no, not don't that do that. One, don't do that. No. Sorry, not that one. Maybe yeah. make a note of that. Write that down.
Last night's episode of Raw was in your face. That was the theme. What did did you find anything particularly more in your face than normal? Because it did have a different vibe to it. Did it? Yes. What was that vibe? More throwing stuff at the wall. Oh, I mean, I, I feel like that has been in it's been that's in place since Pritchard took over. That feel like that has been the in your face attitude of just like, here's some stuff. Hey, Christian's coming back for a match. Like that's if if that's what in your face is, then I think the the Pritchard regime has been in your face. But this was it on on steroids to guess you can't really say that with this show would fail the wellness policy is what i'm trying to say because <laughs> one of my notes like before one of the matches i was like freaking hell this show's stacked like it just keeps going it was before seth and dominic i was like bloody hell this we're only like two hours in the show's packed it was championship monday it was cross brand championship monday with the women's championship match cross brand invitational with the street profits versus the artists from smackdown it was helena cell kind of light with Seth Rollins versus match. Dominic and a Dominic in a cage. Do- it Dominic. Was Dominic. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. M- Murphins. <laughs> there was the the main event Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. That's a pay-per-view match right there. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, a bunch of like retribution bits and other little angles happening, people breaking up new challenges. I felt like this was a stack show and they wrestled the, the, the wrestling style, I, I do think, was different. Maybe it's because there was no Randy Orton, but it seemed like there was a clear edict backstage to only wrestle wrestle your 15-minute match in either 10 minutes or 5 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. These were fast-paced matches. Really, but really I, fast. But I like that. I, I, I think save your longer matches for pay-per-view in general and for TV. Play the hits. Well, this has been probably the common complaint about Raw since it went to three hours, you know, which is like nearly 10 years ago at this point, that which was, if your show is three hours, how are you going to fill those three hours while still making people want to buy the pay-per-views or making people want to watch the pay-per-views? And a way to do that is, as you say, is to have shorter matches on the show, have more angles and make people want to buy the network and, and see the pay-per-views. So I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. And actually, like for the most part, the wrestling on this show is it's pretty good. Like it was, you know, it's either very good. As, like, there was, I think there was probably one bad thing on this show, which was the uh, Riot Squad's Natalia Lana match. But that went like, I, I mean, 45 seconds, if it mm. went anything at all. Like, so it's hard to say it was a bad match when, you know, I've, I've had farts longer than that match. <laughs> uh, I So, you know, full disclosure, I enjoyed this episode. I gave it a four out of five. Hello. Yeah, take that, negative Nancys in the comments. I mean, I w- I'd probably give it an extra star just because it didn't have the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Gaza, which was actually like, it felt like a refreshing change of pace to see them in the ring with someone else. There was no Riot Squad versus the Iconics. Yeah. And no Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. This it was, is the oh, new it, era. A totally different show. In your face. In your face, S- negative comments. So it started off, but... That's not to say that by the end of us really unpacking every single thing that happened on the show over the next half hour won't make me bring it down to a two out of five. (laughs) Bye.
by the end of this show, this podcast. Uh, but the show opened, the Raw opened with a few stylistic differences. There was a thunder crack at the well, top yeah. of the arena. I mean, since they called this the Thunderdome, this has been a long time coming. Right? <laughs> like this is <laughs> Vince has been sitting on this rage right? like, well, hang on, why doesn't the show open with a crack of thunder to let them you know you're in the Thunderdome? I liked how it went from sort of that thunder crack to Drew's, you know, Drew's got the sword being unsheathed sound effect to start his uh, entrance music now. I think the end game of this in the in the 2030 dystop- more dystopian future of WWE, it's just going to be a soundboard <laughs> where wrestlers won't have entrance themes because you've got to pay people too much money to get the rights to those rights. It's just going to be sound effects. Oh, okay. Um, Shag, Mary kill. The thunder sound effect. The uh, unsheathing of the sword. And Ricochet's gun. It's either that or Black's creaky door. Kill, kill Ricochet's pew pew. Hate mm-hmm. it. Uh, marry the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And yeah, Drew's sexy. He was always <laughs> going to get shagged out of those and, three. And, I wasn't even listening to the sword. question. <laughs> <laughs> An unsheathing of swords is very very sexy. Just look at Highlander. I've I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you could reduce a wrestler down to a sound effect. So I'm going to give you uh, Cesaro. Okay. Cesaro is, um, well, I mean, he's got a sound effect. Just... The old entrance music. Uh, I think Nakamura is too easily. <laughs> I'm just running down peep. Adam Pierce. <laughs> huh? <laughs> like from Metal Gear Solid, when someone had <laughs> <laughs> a card. <laughs> Retribution into the arena. Huh? Pierce. Pierce! <laughs> uh, right, let's get back on track. Michael yeah. Cole is on commentary again. He was last week. Tom Phillips last week was described as being on holiday. But when anyone's missing for longer than a week on WWE, I'm a bit like, oh, they're fired. Yeah, I had the exact same thing. I was like, do you remember when Dio Madden was just on holiday? Like, you know, like, oh, Jerry Lawler's only filling in for a week. Like, he's, <laughs> he's only going to be there for a week. And then, you know, he becomes part of the furniture. I, I, I kind of had that about uh, Michael Cole being here for a week. And if Dolph Ziggler's on commentary again next week, I'm, I'm going to be a bit worried for Samoa Joe as well. Not in terms well, of, but like, I'm hoping that means he's going to have an in-ring return. Well, yeah, I, I can see the backstage officials looking at how well SmackDown's doing because SmackDown is doing very well in the ratings compared to Raw. Uh, Not year on year, of course, it's disastrous, but just in the COVID era. And, you know, they often look at what works on SmackDown and see the wrong thing and think, ah, Michael Cole is the reason. So bring him over. I could see that happening. Dolph Ziggler. He's been the voice of Raw for like, you know, 10 years 15 years at this point so maybe it's a case that they're just like you know maybe people just are used to hearing his voice so we've got to get him back onto raw to make people feel like they are at home with raw yeah and also dolph ziggler uh like dolph ziggler being on commentary hopefully that means they're also thinking we need more star power get samoa joe in the ring because he seems to be cleared uh but ziggler going on commentary i thought well that that's the end surely there's nothing for him to do in the 
Ah, really? According to Trekkie, Booker T revealed that he tested positive. I don't know whether that's Booker T or if that's um, uh, Todd Phillips uh, um, tested positive for COVID. Thank you very much, Trekkie386, for letting us know that. Um, do we um, know that for sure? That's not, let's not say... Not say for certain. Because I haven't seen that reported anywhere. I've just done a quick Google. Don't take that for... Yep, let's not take that. Let's, let's uh, not on. take that at all. <laughs> you can't just say people have uh COVID. Yeah, no, I've, I've, googled, I've googled tom booker t tom phillips and yeah there's nothing about that anywhere on the internet stop no. posting fake things in the chat people yeah so scrap that from the record oh, that is not a thing that apparently happened confirmed, apparently confirmed on his twitter the mods are saying huh well well you know we don't we we're on air right now we can't research that so let's not stick to it because that is a serious thing to say that someone's got uh, an illness uh so yeah but Dolph, in terms of Dolph Ziggler, there's raw underground commentary the guy well i mean we had we had commentary on raw underground uh this week did you notice that was that did that happen last week i don't even know anymore <laughs> uh the main show starts with drew mcintyre coming out and he cuts a promo on randy orton saying i we keep on ending up in ambulances so a clash of champions let's make it an ambulance match how did we not see this coming sorry just to confirm bit of confusion obviously booker t reveals he tested positive for covid19 so Booker T has hey. tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. yeah, we got there in the end. Nothing related to Tom Phillips. Yeah. Nothing. Good grief. <laughs> Good grief. Sorry. That I, I'm going to take the blame for that one. It's my first show. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to get an ambulance match, presumably, at Clash of Champions. And then Drew like, like, did like his... You, like, sorry. Like you said, I don't know how we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like, that, like that was coming a bloody mile off after last week. But then Drew did his own bad Photoshop. So last week, Randy was like, oh, look at all the people I've taken out with the punts. And it had Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels and Big Show and Christian and Edge all, you know, badly Photoshopped into a into a hospital, into an A&E. I didn't mind that because it was a bit crappy. It didn't fit with Randy's character, but it was whatever heel stuff. It's crap. But when Drew did it, in what was somehow a worse Photoshop job, but seemingly done by the same person. I, yeah, I thought that was a big misstep for Drew. It, it's not the Drew character, man. Like, and I said this about the, oh, I, I believe Luke Warm, Luke Cohen said this about the Randy thing. Like that didn't feel like it was in Randy's character either to be, mm. you know, like posting up these fake Photoshop images. It feels even less in character for Drew to do it. It's the first time where Drew's come off as a bit, unlikable a bit like a dork and uh which is a shame really because i think they've done such a great job with drew since he won this like even before he won title, pretty much since january they've done a fantastic job with building drew but yeah this was a, a bit of a bit of a misstep for me also did i i mean i know this is my first show here um but you know i have been watching raw when did adam pierce become the gm of both raw and smackdown apparently today or, or yesterday. <laughs> he, so Adam Pierce then comes out and he's been across the backstage bits for months now. Uh, but with Retribution, the scourge of Retribution continually invading both shows, he is now he now gets two backstage segments a week at least where he tells off security guards for letting Retribution invade. Never taking responsibility for him, himself, 
for like maybe yeah. putting more precautions in place. But he's also booking matches. Mm. So I, uh, I, I'm. Uh, is this WWE? Because WWE a couple of years ago said we're not doing authority figures anymore. You, the fans, hate authority <clears throat> figures, so we're just not doing them anymore. But then they were like, oh, but we do need an authority figure. What if we just make it the GM, but don't tell anyone that he's the authority figure? Then we're not going back on our word. So we've now got a GM, but he's not a GM. Yeah, it's a it's a storyline crux, because how do you get this information out naturally? So what they were trying to get to here was they needed someone to say, if Randy can't make Clash of Champions because he's still injured with the, the continued claimers and Keith Lee beats you to night, Drew, Keith will be taking Randy's slot at the pay-per-view to fight for the WWE title. That set up like a pretty good bit of tension for the rest of the night, I thought, to build Keith Lee versus Drew in the main event. But it's an incredibly clunky thing <laughs> to introduce, which none of the wrestlers could feasibly do, right? So yeah, rather than come up with something else, they were just like, oh, let's go back on that thing we said we wouldn't do. And put yeah. Adam Pierce in there. Because Drew even says, Who put you in charge? Mm. And I was like, <laughs> They were like, Doesn't matter. Here's Keith Lee. And uh, <laughs> they came out and they had like, you know, a, a tense handshake uh, sort of uh, agreement for the match later on. It is clunky, very, very clunky. Um, and yeah, with sort of no storyline explanation, just makes it even clunkier. Um, it also, like, because Drew says in this promo that he is, he was injured. He was injured by Randy Orton. He was injured so bad he's fractured his jaw and the doctor said he'd have to take time off otherwise he'd have to vacate the title. Or, you know, like you have to take time off and vacate the title. He was like, well, no, I'm not taking time off. So my question is, what doctors cleared him to wrestle? Because yeah. he's wrestling on this show. He's wrestling at the pay-per-view. What doctors cleared him? He's got a fractured jaw. He's apparently not allowed to wrestle. Otherwise, you know, he's going to vacate the title. There were many logic holes here and we'll never get answers. <laughs> ah, it's all right. Who cares? Speaking of logic holes, uh, the artists, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, then took on the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, for no reason. And I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe this is the way to start building a Clash of Champions feud between the two. Clashing of Champions. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, Gold Rush. And... That that didn't happen at all. I thought they had a really fun back and forth match. They just rammed about 15 minutes worth of uppercuts into five minutes. Uh, sick powerbomb on the barricade by oh. Nakamura and Cesaro on Ford. Ford took a lot of bumps in this. And yeah, in the end, Street Profits went over clean pretty decisively. Yeah. Where do you go from here? Just one. Dawkins did a not as good version of the Frog Splash as Montez Ford. It's almost like Dawkins said, do you mind if I ever go? Do you mind if I ever go and did it? I hope that they went backstage and was like, oh, I think you should probably do it from now on. Yours is way better. I, I, thank you for giving me the chance, but I think yours is way better. But yeah, like you, like they just beat them. So, I mean, I mean, in WWE, that doesn't mean the feud is over. Really, that just means the feud can now start. Oh, this is just beginning. Uh, <laughs> so then we cut backstage and Gaza is trying it on with Lana. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, of course they are, for Rusev <laughs> turning up in AEW. Well, either that, I'm guessing that like, Debbie Burnett's not available anymore. They were just like, we'll just replace her with a different blonde and hope no one asks questions. I'm, I'm happy with that. She was terrible. <laughs> 
Uh, but then Zelina Vega and Andrade came over and Andrade and Gaza start scuffling and Vega's like, I'm done with you two. I can't do this anymore. I don't care. They've never, well, there's nothing to get invested in them losing. They were never a coherent unit long enough for us to care. Just it, whatever. And now, of course, Vega is going into this program with Asuka. I think she'll get like a month-long feud. They'll realize she's a better manager than she is a wrestler and then not have a need for a manager either. So she'll get dropped. I don't see Gars getting anything after this. And weirdly, I don't see Andrade going anywhere either. No, I've got worries for all three of these here. And like, can you imagine if this is the end of the Andrade Vega partnership? Like, this is just how it ends and they just move on. Like, what a waste. What a waste of an angle that could have been. And wrestlers. Gaza and Andrade yeah. are two of the, the best wrestlers. Like, new wrestlers, a different kind of wrestler from that lucha tradition. But, yeah. Uh, after that, we got Cedric Alexander coming out with the Hurt Business, who he's with now. And they had a pretty decent back-and-forth promo with a mean-looking Apollo Crews who wasn't mm -hmm. even smiling, and Cedric had a grudge match against Ricochet. Really decent stuff, but very quick, and Cedric won clean. Yeah, he just, just won, and which is absolutely fine. You know, you want to get this new heel character over? Makes sense. Also, Ricochet did an incredible sell job of the lumbar check. I don't know how he used his own lower back to springboard <laughs> off of Cedric's knees and do an yeah. extra flip. People have always said that Ricochet's got springs in his feet. It turns out he's actually got springs in his lower back. That's that's where the springs are actually <laughs> hidden. Pew pew. <laughs> uh, the I thought this was you know this was good stuff, but it's another example of WWE having a long term feud. Right, this Cedric Alexander Ricochet storyline has been going on for about seven months. It's been going on a long, long time, man. And they blew off the turn, the like the first heel turn match between them with a three, four minute throwaway thing on Raw. You know, maybe may, that'll be good for Cedric, but it's it's frustrating to not make more of that because man, Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander is a is a feud I'm very much into. Yeah, on pay per view, given some time, given fifteen minutes for that. No, I think this, this is probably like, this is what that this feud is. It's a TV feud that's not really going anywhere else. Uh, also in all this, Eric of the Viking Raiders ran down, started tussling with Bobby Lashley when there was a brawl outside. That set up a match later on. Uh, oh, and then Cedric, you know, Cedric won. Hurt Business are about to celebrate when Retribution's graphics cut everywhere and they cut a promo. So generic, so mind-numbingly scripted, I have not written a single word down about its content. Oh, it was ludicrous. I, I, I listened to the podcast that you and Chopper did last week where you, you were not a fan of uh, the Retribution promo. I can completely understand why this was bad, man. Like this is they like the key to this is that they said they're all performance center recruits. So yes. like it, I guess to kind of like dispel some of the the sort of fantasy bookings that it's some of the fired people from earlier this year. This was them saying, no, 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 we're from NXT, and it was quite clearly Dijak, uh, Mercedes Martinez, Amir Yim, and Dio Madden. I think was one of the other ones. And like I don't know, man. It's just they just cut this. Like poor Mercedes Martinez was just cutting this awfully generic nonsense. 
it was just like I, I'm not into this team, man. Not into them. But really, I, I suddenly thought about this today. There's a reason that this is all building so they can get some Survivor Series stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because NXT did its best numbers around Survivor <clears throat> Series last year when they were putting Raw and SmackDown on NXT. So is this just a way to kind of like facilitate Raw and SmackDown uh, guys and girls to get onto NXT and bump the numbers? So you think they plan that far in advance? No, no, I think they just, I just think they were like, let's do an invading faction. They never knew what the long-term plans for were, were for it. Probably Dominic Dijakovic was always in their heads, but I think that's the only constant in yeah, terms of I, long-term I... planning. 100%. And I now think that it's been going on so long with no direction. They're like, oh, Smeg, have you noticed that we're actually really close to Survivor Series? We could do it at Survivor Series. But then they made them Raw exclusive too. I, I, oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Oh, and, yeah. and whatever we right. say now could change a million times by the end of uh, next week's Raw. Uh, yeah, but the, right. the other thing, other than that they're performance center people, which hints that they're, you know, why should we care? They're not good enough to be on NXT. And they look they like jabronis. No, they're the performance center recruits. They're not Tommaso Ciampa. Martinez was in the main event of NXT last yeah, week. Yeah, I guess I guess so. That's a good point. Um, I just the, when when the thirty other people join the shot, so you've oh, got like those yeah. people. You know, they're the main ones. Then like yeah, eight other people join the shot at the end of it, being like, "Oh, there's more of us." And then later on in the main event, flipping twenty people invaded. Like, who are the others? You're, it's never going to be paid off. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Also, I'm so mad at Keith Lee and Drew for just not unmasking those fools when they, did, when they laid them mm. out at the end of the show. Come on, guys. Uh, after that, we got the Ask and Mickey James stuff. Uh, sort of scheduled within all this, the Hurt Business went up to Adam Pierce backstage and said, we'll offer you our services against Retribution because, you know, they just interrupted them twice now, I think, in concurrent weeks. And that that was cool. I love mm. MVP. I really like the Hurt Business. And they've so been building cool. so steadily over the months. And now it's like, oh, they're kind of at that precipice where they could become an incredibly badass babyface faction particularly in this moment here because they're talking to pierce and they say like your security sucks what you need is the hurt business to protect raw and adam pierce is like great fantastic thank you so much for volunteering and they all just laugh and be like this isn't a charity yeah this is a business like you know i'll i'll, I'll let you know our rates that it made them look like absolute badasses but it was so cool then we got the Ask and Mickey James match with the sort of botched finish. Uh, and then Zelina Vega walked out to challenge Asuka for the next title program. Yeah, Zelina Vega with her stellar uh, singles track record to uh, allow her to get this World <laughs> Women's Championship match. Um, I'll do a little bit of research, find out exactly what her stellar um, reign is. This is the, um, we talked about this with Mickey James, like, Bring her back, have her win a couple of matches. Also, if this is the end of Mickey James in WWE, what a wet fart of a comeback this has been, right? A match yeah. that was distracted by Seth Rollins, a match that went, uh, you know, 90 seconds, and then this. Man, not, not great. They don't see anything in her. Yeah. She's Mickey freaking James. Uh, so um, she had a tag match 
um, back in late August, where she got beaten by Bianca Belair and the Riot Squad. Nice. She got beaten by Bianca Belair earlier that month. Strong. Uh, then we go we go back to uh, April. She got beaten by Bianca Belair. Um, then early in uh, April as well, she got beaten by Bianca Belair and the Street <sighs> Profits. Mm-hmm. She was in the Royal Rumble. She didn't win. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, she won in November of last year in a tag <gasps> match with Andrade and Zelina uh, against Umberto Carri. No, no, no. Sin Cara and the Random Lady Door. That's right, Carolina. Uh, that is why of- I am your jam <laughs> that champion of wrestling trivia. Singles matches still no wins though. September she got beaten by Ember Moon twice. Well, it's because uh, she's been she's been Carmella. dealing with she's been dealing with Andrade and Gaza, been holding her back. Got beaten by Piper Niven at Worlds Collide. Mm. But you know, it's this kind of singles track record that is a uh, is going to push her to the moon in terms of title matches. Now, where is Bianca Belair? Oh yeah, I, don't know. Event, I, I think I think she was someone Vince was high on backstage. <laughs> Which is now the kiss of death. I'm sick of writing <laughs> these headlines. <laughs> Shooting on them hard. Uh, so after that match and that angle, uh, Keith Lee told Charlie Caruso backstage in the fake ring area that he'll do what he must to become WWE champion. Not a heel turn, but like the first bits of... what? What's the right word? It was the first bits of proper standing up for himself that he's shown so far being on the main roster because up until now it's been all, Oh, I'm so happy for drew. We're best friends. And drew's been ruining his matches, making him lose via DQ. And now he's saying, no, I want that title. Yeah. I, this is my favorite thing on the show. I I love this drew McIntyre, Keith Lee storyline. Like I, they've given us kind of no TV time to be like, here's why these guys are best friends. They've just told us, Oh no, they're the best of friends. They've been best friends for years, which is it's bad storytelling. But I think these guys are doing really well with the story they've been given. And Keith in particular, like his first night there when Drew got sent off to the local medical facility and Mean Charlie is just like, hey, Keith, you're dumb. What what have you got to (laughs) say to yourself? And Keith's like, you know what? I I didn't really like him getting involved in my matches. That's not really cool, but we're friends. So, you know, it's, it's chill. And then later on, he has that promo where he's just like, it seems funny that the only match that you've not interfered in is the one where I beat Randy Orton. And then when they had that brawl, it felt like really mm. like visceral. And like, I'm really enjoying these two working together. I, I I agree. I agree. I am a little bit concerned about Keith's style of delivery here. It wasn't full Keith Lee stylized delivery. It was more, it was more like he was told, hey, tone that stuff down. Talk more like our script. Uh, yeah. But but that could also be because he's trying to get over a more serious demeanor and a more pissed off attitude towards Drew. So yeah. th- that's my concern right now. Hopefully it's the latter and he'll be back to full on Keith Lee Bursk in my glory. It'll be that next week as opposed to the more flattening out of the unique style of his character. At the very least, they've not driven that catchphrase into the ground just yet. Mm. You know, give them time, but they haven't done it just yet. Yet. (laughs) Uh, After that, in a terrible show of faith for Eric of the Viking Raiders, of course, his tag partner is out for a long time, it seems. Ivar is undergoing surgery right now, apparently, reportedly. Eric came out for a match against Bobby Lashley. 
why is this not a Raw Underground match? This like has <clears throat> Raw Underground written all over it. And Bobby Lashley made Eric tap in the full Nelson in two minutes. Yeah, I've just got my notes here. MVP replaces Ziggler on commentary. Bobby Lashley wins. And that was the match. Eric is Eric's dead in the water. But it's it's just a, such a shame. So talented, such a good mm-hmm. wrestler. He could have a decent mid card run without Ivar. But WWE don't see anything in the Viking Raiders, and they certainly don't see anything in Eric as a solo act. Absolutely not. Uh, Kevin Owens told Sarah backstage, Sarah Schreiber, uh, that he's going to make Alistair Black regret picking a fight with him. And Did then you call he her Sarah Schreiber. What is it? Sarah Schreiber. <laughs> Sarah Schreiber, I think it is, isn't it? The problem is, I've been calling her not Renee Young Renee. for a year, <laughs> and I forgot what her real name is. So Kevin Owens walks out of shot backstage, and then Alistair Black walks into shot to do the sort of moody eye patch stare at him as he goes. And I just thought, Kevin Owens would have seen you. Yeah. You were right, right? there to walk <laughs> into shot. Yep. Oh, it was so poorly staged. So poorly staged this. And yeah, I mean, we'll get to their match later on. But I've got to ask, why wasn't Blackout for the during the main event bit? Why wasn't he angry at Retribution? Uh, because they don't know what they're doing. Then bald Braun Strowman turns up outside Raw Underground's platform nine and three quarters and said, open the door for me, Shane. I cannot enter this Raw Underground realm if the door isn't opened for me. My, do you know what my favorite thing about this was? It was Michael Cole, bless Michael Cole, tripping over himself because he's been told the information. This isn't part of the quarterly brand invitational. So he has to explain to the audience why Braun Strowman is allowed to be on Raw Underground, but it's not part of the quarterly <laughs> brand invitational like Cesaro and Nakamura were earlier in the show. So he's there just tripping over himself to be like, I, I guess that there's, there's just anyone can show up at Raw Underground. There's no rules, I guess. Well, Braun Strowman turned up there. We've, we've got the, the artist turning up earlier. And in a few segments time, Mandy Rose is coming to Raw to become Mandy Knight Raw. And I'm like, yes. they're all different <laughs> rules right now. Anyone can turn up for Raw Underground. There's the cross-brand quarterly invitational bollocks. And Mandy Rose is a, appears to be a draft switch, which Miz agented. Yeah, okay. So as far as I can tell as well, so because a lot of people have been talking about, well, who's being traded? Because, you know, it is like, Mandy Rose has been traded to Raw. Like, who's she been traded for? And I, my answer to this is, no, that is the trade. The trade was Mandy Rose has gone to Raw. Like, there's no one going in return. She has just gone to Raw now. You know what I think? Brock Lesnar's day, like, returning on Friday to start a feud with Roman Reigns. <laughs> Babyface Brock. And it will be a trade for Mandy Rose. Just like how the previous time... It was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross got yeah, traded is... for the WWE champion Brock Lesnar. Yeah, made sense, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, uh, we we got a sort of bunch of segments building up to Seth Rollins versus Dominic, which, to WWE's enormous credit, I thought they did a cracking job with. This felt like like a big deal Seth going against Dominic because they, they had a bit backstage with Seth and buddy where Seth explicitly told buddy, 
don't come out to ringside. Listen to Buddy, Seth. Listen to what the guy's saying. You've only got yourself to blame. And it cuts to the Mysterios, and they're all, like, hyping up Dominic. And then, yeah, they had a really good cage match. Yeah, really, really good, actually. Yeah. Also, Truth um, <laughs> does, com- uh, does comedy with Kit Kats. And then was that, we got a, this was that re- an advert? Yeah, because there was the Riot Squad match later on was sponsored by Kit Kat. Uh... So I guess this was like a product placement thing that they had done. But um, yeah, this was a fun little cage match, really. Like very early on, Murphy was there at ringside handing Seth Rollins the, the kendo stick. But then Ray hands one to uh, Dominic so they can kind of wail on each other. They both got crotched at one point. Dominic, man, he's good. Like I know mm. he's in there with Seth Rollins. You can you know carry anyone to a really good match, but Dom's got it. <clears throat> Absolutely. 23. And looks like he's been in there for years at this point. Really, really well, good. I, I really like him. I don't think he looks like a veteran. I think he oh, looks no, not like thinking, not being a veteran. No. Yeah, I think he looks like a really plucky guy who's got a sort of youthful charisma about him, and he's working with Seth Rollins and Buddy and Rey Mysterio. Of course, they're going to make him look good, and they're always hardcore stip matches. This was a steel cage match. It's not just that. You've got the entire Mysterio family at ringside. You've got Buddy at ringside as well for Seth. There are so many layers of smoke and mirrors here. And at the base of it, Dominic is pretty solid and can do like some really decent high spots too. And it's it's frustrating to see WWE realize you can package someone in a feud, in a faction, and turn them over time into a star. That's what they're mm-hmm. doing with him here. Why can't they do that with anyone else? <laughs> they do it when they want to. When yeah. they feel like it's worth their time and effort, they, they'll do it. Rey Mysterio made them a lot of money. And he also turned out a lot of money from AEW to stick with them. So they kind of got to appease him now, which is why uh, Angie and Aaliyah are also getting pushes uh, on the main roster. When has that ever happened? Oh, you signed on the dotted line. We're now going to fulfill everything we promised you. Angie's going to have an affair with Titus O'Neil. That's what's it. Mark my words in a few weeks' time. But this was a really decent match. Uh, Had a lot of Buddy Murphy interference, really, which sort of backfired on Seth at one point. Uh, Seth hit this superplex off the top rope, but kind of with Dominic draped over the top of the cage as well into a Falcon Arrow. Dominic takes some hellacious bumps and Seth wins with two stomps. Really good. Again, short five, seven minute match, but loads of stuff put in there. And it was very, very exciting. I tell you what, it's a credit to WWE here, or at least, you know, certainly a credit to Rollins and Mysterio in that this feud between Seth and Ray has been going on for months. Months this has been going on for. And actually, the, the feud between him and Dominic feels like it's been going on forever because they've had seven matches in three mm. weeks. But yet, every time they do it, I'm like, man, I'm enjoying this. Really, really enjoying it. Like when they announced Seth versus Dominic in a cage match, I was like, oh, God, again with this match. And then as soon as they sent him in the ring, I was like, oh, no, actually, I really do like this mm. match. This is actually it's actually really good stuff. And like my note at the end was like, I guess this feud must continue because Dominic hasn't got his big win. But because you've got the Buddy stuff now, where Buddy Murphy, like he stopped Rey Mysterio from helping Dominic get out of the ring. And then while he was dealing with Rey, he didn't notice that Seth was about to get out the door. So he turns around to slam the door and he slams it into Seth's face like almost costing Seth the match. So afterwards, Seth gets out the ring and starts wailing on uh, Buddy Murphy, beats him up round ringside. 
and sort of leaves him leaves him laying. And the Mysterio family, like Ray's already in the ring, but Angie and Aaliyah walk past, and Aaliyah just has this like moment where she touches Buddy Murphy's arm. It's what uh, uh, the thumbnail image we got touches Buddy Murphy's arm, and there are already people talking about. I was like, oh man, what if they do like a Romeo Juliet, like you know, lovers lovers between warring families storyline. I think it's also. I mean, I don't know how old Aaliyah is. We probably want to check that at the door before we will start fantasy booking us into this storyline. <laughs> But like, I think there is now that you've got kind of that moment, Buddy Murphy getting a baby face turn against Seth kind of doesn't feel like the feud is being is stale, even though they're just having match after match after match after match. They seem to add new things every now and again just to keep it fresh. It's really, really impressive. Credit to them. Apparently she's 19. So it's okay. From a story. Well, that's the comment saying it again. We we learned our lesson, Mr. Wrestle Talk. You're absolutely right. Don't immediately trust the comments. Uh, the, it's now. it's not just the it's yeah it's not just the storyline elements it's they're so innovative in the ring that they can add these different layers to the physicality as well i love the way they lingered on that shot very subtle like a, a degree of subtlety that's usually missing from wwe broadcasting uh because it you know they didn't put it over like a big deal that the commentators didn't drill it to death they didn't replay it for 14 times in the next hour it was just a layer. What was it? A layer. I called her a, a layer. layer. A layer. Just, oh, just checking on Buddy. I thought it was a layer as well. I thought it was uh, a layer as well. Apparently, she was born in 2001. I've just done a quick Wikipedia of it now. Funny enough, Ray Mysterio's Wikipedia page says um, children, too, including Dominic Mysterio. Ooh. Uh, but I think, uh, I think more than a love story, I got that Buddy will maybe start to recruit <gasps> a layer for Seth. Oh, that's good. That's that was my initial thought. I don't, you know, that's I don't, great. There's nothing hinting to that, but I thought that would be the the most dastardly way to corrupt a member of the Mysterio family. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Well done, you man. Thanks, man. Uh, so then we had some raw underground stuff. Should we oh, do it God. all in one chunk? Well, so, yeah, it's it very yeah. Go on. So yeah, spread out for the last hour, but. Dolph Ziggler beat up someone. So then he fought Riddick Moss. Braun Strowman ran in and beat up everyone. Then it cuts to Titus O'Neil wanting to go into Raw Underground. He went in. Braun still beating people up. And he killed Titus. Like, killed him. Shane stopped Braun. I thought we were going to get Shane versus Braun at that point. Because Shane is, you know, it's weird that he hasn't properly inserted himself into a match because he's the best in the world he's a he's a legit mma fighter and then we come back later braun is still killing people including dolph and riddick at the same time and then dabakato stands up to braun and shane books that match for next week bet you it doesn't happen um <laughs> i hate raw underground man I hate it with a passion. It's it, it makes me not want to watch this show. Like I've written in all caps, I effing hate Raw Underground. But we get commentary now. Uh, Michael Cole, um, to make it even worse, Michael Cole's now doing commentary for it, which really like <laughs> adds the lameness. This made me laugh. Uh, Sean tweeted this earlier. Nice guy, Sean Rossap. said, um, I asked someone who was at the Raw Underground tapings, what constitutes a finish to the match there? They said, quote, I guess whenever Shane McMahon decides it's over and it made way too much sense. (laughs) So that's, if anyone's wondering what a Raw Underground match is, Shane is legit just deciding when matches end. 
Mm. Yeah, it's what's it mean? Like I, we've said our bit on Raw Underground, and they didn't fix any of it here. If anything, they made it more confusing. Uh, so we'll we'll go through the other two matches pretty quick before the main event. Keith got annoyed with Drew backstage uh, for interfering in the Randy matches. They started to brawl. Uh, then we got Kevin Owens versus Alistair Black, where Black jumped Kevin Owens before the bell. Black worked over his knee for pretty much the whole time, but some retribution lights flickering let KO hit a stunner and win. So I don't know Alistair- where you go with that now. Well, Alistair Black also wasn't wearing the eye patch. Hmm. I mean, um, that's probably good. Imagine how difficult it is to to wrestle without depth perception. I mean, I've tried to draw without this with with this because <laughs> uh, of mania. It's difficult. But yeah, this Kevin Owens Alistair Black feud. Like Owens managed to beat him with a bad leg in the first outing in a five minute encounter. I don't care. Yeah, why why care now? Why like Black should be furious with retribution. Mm. Another another report recently was that Vince is high on Alistair Black. Okay. Alistair okay. Black just needs a gimmick change. And he came out with the gimmick change. Yeah. God, yeah. Alistair Black losing. <laughs> and then we got the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Lana in a very quick win for them to build them for the tag team championships. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were actually pretty funny on commentary. I really enjoyed it. Very them. good. Yeah, actually, I, I quite like them as a little duo. The booking last week made zero sense, but uh, I quite like them as a duo here. And then, like, after the match, um, Baszler and Jax killed uh, Lana and Natty. I'm not even sure Natty even tagged into this match at all, to be honest. And then uh, they put Lana through the table while the Riot Squad stood there and watched like assholes. Like, they could have <laughs> run down and helped out, but nope, they just stood there and watched. We're like, oh no. Uh, it made them totally unlikable. So, contributions on this show were getting flirted with Angel Gaza being put through a table by the safest worker in the company, Nia Jax. I I wouldn't read anything into it. Like I know a few people are reading into it, like it's a shot at, at Miro and AEW, but I don't buy it. Like it's just, of course, you're going to put Lana through the table. Well, you're not going to put Natty through the table, are you? They're the one that pseudo pushing. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe it's not a shot at Miro. It's more of a you're sponsored by Bang Energy and all that third-party nonsense. And the main event was Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. Raw did a really good job of making me... I wanted to see this match anyway, but then they gave me a storyline character reason for wanting it too. Uh, Keith comes out, he's got new gear. The plunging neckline. He has, yeah. I've seen a few people say that it's worse than the skirts, but uh, I thought this was a bit of—I thought this was a major improvement over the uh, the shirt. Um, yeah, I thought he looked pretty cool. The music still sucks, but I thought he was—I uh, thought he looked really good in the singlets. I thought he—I thought he wrestled. I, I, to be honest, I'm over it. I don't really care anymore. Um, he looks much better with just the shorts, but what are you going to do? But I thought he—his demeanor, his attitude was more pissed off. I I I liked it. I liked the way he moved around more. Him and Drew had a pretty decent back and forth, I thought. Drew's belly-to-belly suplex on him looked awesome. Keith kept on going for the jaw. Drew's mm-hmm. jaw was a bit of a heel move, right? Uh, but I think that was just more Lee wanting to win. And I start writing, oh, I'm actually quite enjoying this. How the hell are they going to end it? There's only three minutes left of the show. Oh, no, it's going to be another no contest. And wouldn't you believe it, after having two DQ losses to Randy Orton, uh, a, 
a loss to Randy Orton and a triple threat. And what were the other things? Oh, one victory, one victory against Ziggler and beating Randy at the pay-per-view payback. There was another screw finish here, no contest. When Retribution ran in, like 30 Retribution members ran in and called off the match. Yeah. Didn't like it, man. Like it's, but you know, retribution came in, caused the do, caused the no contest. But it's fine in a way. It's fine because we get Drew. Uh, we can say Drew and Keith for the pay per view. Like say, say before our pay per view down line, we can actual finish. That I don't mind. It sucks that you know. Bearing in mind as well, the WWE at one point in this show said that they look after their fans more than any sports or entertainment company in the world, or something ridiculous. But yeah, retribution came out and caused this this no contest, and then I was like. The Hurt Business come out, and for the first time in since they debuted, I was like, okay, I'm interested now. I'm interested to see the Hurt Business come out and beat the heck out of Retribution. And they brawled, and they brawled, and brawled, and then Lee and Drew did this big double dive. It's the most interesting Retribution I've been since they debuted. Well, were Retribution interesting? Or what was everyone around them? I I'm getting the the feel more and more because uh, we you know we did SummerSlam. Me and Luke before he was you know screwed me over and I had to fire him. We reviewed <laughs> SummerSlam 2010 and the whole Nexus storyline, and it became unfortunately apparent that Nexus were there to get over pre-existing main roster members, not to actually get over new people, and. Yeah. I feel like that's what the retribution is starting to become. Hurt Business came out. Oh, I'm very much into them. That's good. Uh, Keith Lee and McIntyre do the big flip dives to take out everyone. Oh, that's cool. I'm into them. What I'm not into in any of this, in terms of conflict, in terms of character or motivation, is retribution themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're you've absolutely nailed that hit the nail on the head there. I was into I was into the hurt business, beating up retribution as opposed to mm. being into retribution being in a feud. But I I thought it was an exciting end. I I really I, mm -hmm. I agree with you totally. I was really into the hurt business, uh, the way they presented themselves. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next week. I'm just I just don't care if that involves retribution or not. Uh, so overall, I'm, I'm going to stick with my four out of five because I thought as as a bit of sports entertainment, long term, this show was just throwing stuff at the wall. But in the moment, I thought it had enough in-ring fun and enough cool moments for me to like it. Yeah, it's a three out of five show for me. Like it was, and to, and to be honest, really, that is all carried by Keith and Drew because like we didn't really talk about it much in the show, but I thought their brawling that they were doing yeah. backstage felt more real than Raw Underground, which is apparently like <laughs> real legit fights. Uh, yeah, I thought it was that's the Drew stuff with Randy and with Keith is the best thing on Raw at the moment. That and the Hurt Business, I'm really really mm. enjoying them. Just need to give Keith some actual wins, otherwise it's or or finishes because it's <laughs> difficult to get invested. In his, in his matches when you know nothing's going to come of them. The Super Chats, James Dobinson. I like Selena Vega, but she's now set to be number one contender for the Raw title. NXT Women's Division is so much stronger. God, I miss Becky. Yeah, right? <clears throat> Same here. Yeah, same. It's uh I, I, I miss Sasha Banks and Bailey being on every show. 
do you know what I, I was talking about i was thinking about this last week when you were saying that you know there was no direction for asuka after that banks and bailey feud and i was like oh yeah because that feud was never designed to push asuka it was just there to push banks and bailey and, and that was it asuka was just there to facilitate that feud she wasn't there to be a part of it the jam one rhyme be jam mickey looked really confused as to why the referee stopped the match if she was hurt why would she be confused p.s fightful just posted a picture of sasha banks as a jedi in season two of the mandalorian is what? that official i don't know i've not even seen series one yet maybe it's maybe it's like a fan art or something but yes oh, I, I i totally agree about the mickey james stuff it seemed something seemed off there yeah, uh, apparently she's in the trailer and everything whoa bacon rasher hi mr davis and mr wrestle talk loving your work so far right r mm. huh those damn like, oh, these damn camera cuts again Oh, I've got it. Those damn camera cuts again. A Metribution trying to steal a camera, but just can't manage to take it. Hashtag Andy's Jam Mat Jam. Oh, Andy did save the company by uh, creating Jam Mat Jam. That could be one reason, Bacon. James Dobinson again. Do you think WWE know who the actual Retribution will be? Are they heels or faces? So confused. Owens and Joe could save this angle if involved. Um, I think the Hurt Business could possibly save it now that they're involved. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if they... I, I think because they've been on TV for a little while now and they're the ones that are kind of promos, the Martinez, Yim, uh, Dijak and, D and Dio Madden seem like they're definitely part of it. Oh, and uh, Shane Thorne. I think yes. Also as well, formerly managed by MVP, uh, Shane Thorne. Oh, God, um, yeah. <laughs> so maybe like that'll be the five, the main mm. five. I don't know who Leah the 30 are, though. Uh, Bonza Ray. Could Adam Pierce be the leader of Retribution? Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, he's <laughs> Yes, good. he totally could be. Yes. You know the Retribution Dijakovic Keith Lee momentary standoff? I didn't, but of course that captures their NXT feud. Yes, so just because uh, Ollie's uh, internet broke out, sorry, Mr. Davis's uh, internet broke out a little bit there, that was, did you notice the standoff between Dijak and Keith Lee during the uh, Retribution angle? Yes, I did. Of course, recapturing the NXT feud. Am I back now? Yeah, you are back now. You just been, you've been cutting in and out throughout the show. That's unfortunate. I don't know. Team Das Reggae. Unpopular opinion. Keith Lee is strictly okay. I've seen his matches, promos on Indies and NXT. I don't understand the craze. A guy like Cole seems better. What a vanilla midget. <laughs> I mean, if if you've seen the stuff that he was doing on the indies in particular, like you know his match with Dijak at, at PWG Ebola was like it's it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. That and the the Ishii match at Rev Pro, like he is, he's a once in a generation style athlete, uh, and I think he is absolutely incredible. Yeah, maybe it's just not your what 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 sort of appeals to you uh, if you've seen that stuff i can't really give you anything more to watch mm -hmm. uh, rangers mayhem do you think the choice of lana being the one put through the commentary desk by naya is in response to miro's promo miro fear that lana would have heat uh yeah, I, I, I personally don't but more petty things have happened so i wouldn't rule oh, yeah. it out charlie davis i don't watch raw a whole lot but when i do catch it i feel like seth is doing some career heel work i just wish he and murphy could have a proper feud that's not tangled up in the mysterio family i think the mysterio family actually adds to it a lot and i think you can spin off from the mysterio family stuff into a singles feud that's why i'm really enjoying it actually 
could still happen. Yeah, I, I agree on the Seth stuff. I think he's been fantastic. Uh, but some mm -hmm. people really don't like the gimmick. Joshua Lieberman banning WWE changes Dominic's name to Dom. Mm, no, it would just be Mysterio. They won't mm. like shorten her name. They'll just get rid of it. Andre Banks, no mention of MVP's comment on Ray putting Dom in danger for 20 years. And what about what Seth comments to Angie? Oh, so, yeah, so when Seth walked off, then he I can't remember what he said now. It was about something about was, raising a child. It was, it was something like that. It was like, uh, yeah, or he like pointed to Angie, just like, I hope you have better luck with the next one, like, with your other one. Something mm. along the lines of science. But it was very good. Like, he's just, he's doing very good heel work. Uh, Jalon McKenzie, no Ollie. This was not four out of five. Besides that, Dominic is extremely good for his age and experience. I genuinely, uh, generally think he is a prodigy. I think you mean genuinely. Um, yeah, I, I think he's, it's difficult to know how good he really is because he hasn't been in there with someone of an average in ring ability yet. Mm -hmm. There's a lot yeah. of stuff around him to, he hasn't been exposed, which is a good thing. That's, that's how you should do it. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen him wrestle a normal match, you know, a match that isn't against the great worker yet for, for you to properly make that state, that judgment. Devante Lee, the 31 years old buddy stealing the 19 year old girl from her family would be totally tone deaf to everything that has happened this year in wrestling. Yes, but I, there's an argument to that. But if, you know, if it's not romantic, uh, I think you can definitely work that into just a, a general heel corruption storyline. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, agreed. Gorilla Press. We mentioned the missing eye patch, a miracle black mask that gave him his eyesight back last week. Oh, you did? Or, so or he they was did? Missing the eye patch. And he hit the black mask. I can't remember last week's episode that much. <laughs> Rangers Mayhem. Mox and Santana did wrestle with eye patches. They did. Did really well with it as well. Mm. Eye for an eye. So you do, you just have to have it on for about 15 minutes beforehand and your, your brain compensates for the depth perception. Uh, Matt Dennis, to play devil's advocate, how would you guys introduce new things into a feud without authority figures? I think when done well, authority figures can progress feuds. Example, William Regal in NXT. I've never had a problem with authority figures. My problem with authority figures is when they are the focus of the storylines. That was why like constable corbin was terrible it's because he wasn't just the gm he was the main event of raw and you know when they've had other he'll william regal as the commissioner mick foley as the commissioner sort of back in 2000 were amazing they were so much fun in the role and you said that regal as the nxt authority figure works brilliantly he is just a guy that books matches and creates stories right like he is just there and he will just put two people together and that sort of spins off into a story he's never the focus of those stories and that's why it works so well so there's absolutely no problem with heel authority figures or authority figures in general you just don't make them the focus yeah St just do it better wwe uh, omega works do you reckon wwe will do an undisputed era or shield thing for the hurt business where they hold all or a majority of the titles on raw i mean the street profits do need challenges so that'd be that'd be something yeah. like putting giving cedric and benjamin the tag belts like what a great way to like like cement them and also prove to Cedric Alexander that he made the right choice by joining them. They already they already run Raw Underground. They mm. established Matt in the first week of <laughs> Raw Underground, didn't they? 
Crackane, one, two, three. Four out of five, but AEW was four out of five. This was nowhere near Wednesday night show. Raw Underground is literally a slap in the face. Why is there not a one through ten rating keeping all shows equal? Um, I've gone through this many times before, Crackane. If I did that, it wouldn't be any fun and everyone would get sick of it. Because, yes, you're right. AEW's four out of five, in Raw terms, is a ten out of five show. But based on Raw's own general standards, this was a four out of five show for Raw, for me, in my very subjective opinion. Uh, I tried to tried to standardize it across all things, but there's simply no way to, to even put New Japan and AEW in the same ballpark as WWE shows, NXT as well. Yeah, it just becomes not fun. And like at the end of the day, star ratings aren't the main thing. It's not just like looking at just the score is sort of missing the point like looking at the you need to taking the whole review into account before you rather than just sort of focusing on the score at the end of it otherwise every raw would be a one or two out of five stars it wouldn't it just wouldn't be nice gorilla press missing uh missing over week plus fired or covid oh right so if you're missing for over a week it's either fired or covid related uh station keo psa do not listen to raw and drive hmm Okay. Well, good yeah, good PSA, yeah. I guess. Carlos09E, the real question is when is Vince going to be high on me? Maybe he already is. Maybe he already is, Carlos. I think I read a report about it. <laughs> Probably from Fightful. Um, George <laughs> says, uh, what are your thoughts on the Roman heel turn? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Um the weeb weeb's love or web's love one one two two do you see reigns goldberg happening in 2020 probably not in 2020 not contractually goldberg has said that he has done all his dates for the year so he doesn't want to do anymore uh yeah uh bonzo for life motivated autumn match or motivated brock lesnar match i'm assuming it's a, which one do you uh prefer, prefer? motivated brock yeah yeah. yeah, I'm way more into Brock than I am Randy. Second class, this is glass half full thought. Did they introduce Miro at Kip Sabian level to unite the two and finally pull Kip higher up the card? Uh, third tries at the charm. He also says that he thinks it should have been Jimmy. He misses him. Yeah, miss being, be Jimmy, miss, miss being able, miss able, being able to, like, to like Jimmy. To like Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just awful yeah. situation. But the, the, the Miro stuff, I'm more optimistic about now because just the way it's being described as a kind of Mr. Perfect style gimmick. He is the best the man. Best man. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla Press says, uh, we've dubbed um, Aaliyah or Aaliyah uh, Tuck because we're a weekly <laughs> French Tuck. I have not the, noticed, but I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Love a French Tuck. The tan queer eye fashion tip for every occasion. Do a French Turk. Uh, Jesse says, and we'll have to catch this later. I'm still fighting COVID myself. Love the show, fellas. Stay safe. Jam that jam. Well, best of you. Best of luck to you, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, Fitzgerald. Jamie Fitzgerald. Uh, I like Mr. Russell, but I really miss Luke. Uh, you're making a terrible mistake, Mr. Davis. Luke is stupid and a big idiot face. This guy's fantastic. Brett J. Rasman, thanks, man. Um, if Mr. Rustalk has to do a Luke detector test, it's only fair if Mr. Davis takes it to prove why he truly fired Luke Owen. Uh, no. 
William says, Mr. Rustalk, is Sonic still the best movie you've ever seen? Uh, I have seen it and I very much liked it, but it's, I don't think it's the best movie I've ever seen. I don't know if Luke held that opinion either. Uh, give me a yes, please. Hashtag lukewarm. Luke going for, 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 for life. Um, I mean, I'll let you say that just because it's a super chat and it's been written. But um, don't give don't don't give him a yes, please. No, thank yeah, you. Don't, don't give yes, please in the comments. Uh, it's not the time or place for it. No. Um, Juba, Juba JJ says, um, hi there, Mr. Restock. Oh, right. It's Jobber. Sorry. Uh, Juba is my twin. Um, if you're not Luke, would you like to join the Ollie Authority? I mean, what a, what a, yeah. I mean, I've not been officially asked. Well, it's, you know, I'm scouting you out. It's only the first week of you being here, but I, I think you got promise. Second class deletus, Mr. Davis. Have you noticed we've never seen Mr. WrestleTalk and Laurie Blake in the same room? I do see a bit of a resemblance, but I have seen them in the same room. Wrestling Talk Sign Guy. Uh, Corporate Chopper <laughs> is so hypocritical given how he got hired. Mr. WrestleTalk seems so trustworthy. El Senor WrestleTalk Didor. Uh, it just makes sense. It yeah. does just make sense, doesn't it? Just makes sense. Jonathan Edmund, off to the gym, we'll watch later. Happy that Mr. Restalk likes Faith No More, so I don't have to change my Restalk playlist, uh, which it is, uh, which is Adam Ant and Faith No More. See you guys in a few hours. Yes, I'm Adam Ant. And uh, Jonathan Hedman, if you go to his YouTube channel, has cut together me singing I Am The Champion <laughs> over Queen's We Are The Champions music. And I don't hit any of the notes. <laughs> no, no, no. You hit some notes. You just don't hit the notes that are required. Not necessarily in the right order. That's right. Um, Dylan Haggett. Hey, guys, keep an eye on Twitter to see some deep fakes of the team. Mr. Davis in particular works extremely well. Oh, they're horrible. <laughs> the, the Mr. McMahon, Mr. Davis ones. Look, guys, it's a mafia movie thing. Can you stop doing it to Attitude Era Vince? Uh, Gorilla Press. Uh, hello, Mr. Restock. Pleasure to meet you. Welcome to the Raw Review for the first time. As for you, Mr. Davis, your electronic courier pigeon will land at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Press that press. He is risen. This continues to happen, uh, I guess. It continues to, to, to continue. Um, any any no? He also adds, uh, that was a good and Keith Lee impression. However, it will not save you. Your reign will come to an end. He is risen. I'm sure this is really paying off uh, in the way that that uh, the Gorilla Press thought it would do. Really think it's paying off exactly as planned. Uh, Zachary Jenkins, Mr. Davis, I just finished Blackest Night. What should I Ooh. read next? Kind of want to read more Batman. What would you recommend? Oh, well, I'm currently reading and, and using Surfshark for the privilege to access DC Unlimited. I'm currently reading Dark Side War, which is a Justice League uh storyline that jeff johns wrote through issues 40 to 50 just before rebirth happened so yeah that mm. very good uh, john john marth has mr rustalk ever been to tokyo and if so does he anger all japanese men with how bad he is at using chopsticks he gives off that vibe jam that jam look i have been to tokyo i didn't anger a japanese man with how bad my chopsticks <laughs> he just said i had bad manners that's <laughs> what he said um and then corrected me um John Jones, Mr. Rustalk, do you agree that Raven is an overrated promo and did not have the greatest WrestleMania match ever? If it's not Luke, it's not like you're Luke, yeah? Look, Luke is not the only person who holds the opinion that Raven is one of the best ever and the WrestleMania Triple Threat is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. I happen to agree with him on that point. Stuff like that will come up in the Luke detector test because we'll, yeah, we'll I... ask you stuff like that. I'm, I'm okay. trying to help you out here ahead of, ahead of Chopper. 
Well, I mean, Khan or maybe Cyan T. Mr. Rest Talk is so obviously Luke. It's not. Check my Twitter. Uh, thank you to Nintendo Doc and Amro for your and what's up? Uh, what's up in pro wrestling? Host Mr. Cool for your super chats. No donation. Oh, sorry, your donations. No chats. Rather, do you want to take the last minute ones? Yeah, sure. Bacon Rasher. Mr. Davis knows best. Four out of five show. Take my money, sir. Just an edel heat. Seth said to Angie, "I hope she turns out better than your son." That's Ooh. the line. that was the line. Or maybe it does tie into a potential Alaya heel turn. Charlie Davis, sometimes when I watch Raw or SmackDown and see people who worked with the Bucks previously, like Kevin Owens, and just wish he'd go to AEW. Oh my god, me too. And Buds, finally, what do you make of Alexa Bliss's turn to the dark side with the fiend? Yeah, cool. Yeah. And Jobba J. Unfortunately, WWE have driven out all of the interest that I had in uh, the Fiends uh, over a short period of time. Yeah, I know what you mean. And and the sort of bliss thing, I feel like they've just missed the trigger of interest as well. And Jobba JTJ just got one in. My wrestle, Mr. Wrestle Talk. My twin says hi. Oh, hello, Juba. Juba, Juba's in there. J nine six nine four. Very good, Juba. Well, that's all we've got time for. Again, we're back to the the stupidly long days of when Luke Owen was here. That's how much chemistry us two have. Thank you so much, Mister Wrestle Talk, for joining us Thanks. here on the show. How was your first time? Oh man, you know what? it was. It was a lot of fun. If I had an air horn, I, I would sound it, but uh, uh, but I don't think that's really the done thing around these parts. But yeah, I, I had a great time. Yes, please for having me on. It was it was very very kind of you. I will give you a yes, please for that. Ah, for everything else, I say no, thank you. But yes, please to you, mate. Best seem like a mate. good egg, a good yeah. egg. I believe. You have a game for us. It's like, it's like Saw now. It's like, I want to play a game. I have, hopefully, the hottest new emailing segment in all of podcast attainment. I mean, Corporate Chop has been very good at the email segments because like, when you were doing the show with Luke, the emails were running a little bit dry. Corporate Chopper asks one question. There's loads of emails from people who are just podswafters only that I've got to read out. But... So you there are there are standards that have been set by Corporate Chopper, but you Damn. think you can beat them. He's got a commanding voice. It's like he looks at you, he stares directly into your soul with his chop chop ways, and he makes people do what he wants. He's like Kilgrave, the purple man <laughs> from the Jessica <laughs> Jones series. Yeah. So I went uh on, on a nice three-day break over the weekend. Uh, I went to the the ancient city of Rye don't think it's a city uh and pff, it's probably the opposite of a city what it is is a high street beautiful <laughs> high street that's like a uh, Reykjavik you know in Iceland yeah. people are just like oh what a beautiful place Reykjavik is two roads like that's that's all there is there it's that and then wasteland yeah yeah well, it's beautiful beautiful wasteland like but you know it's it's uninhabited wasteland what, it's a what wasteland right? what Rye's got going for it and I really did enjoy my time there but it's it's the high street ancient ancient city ancient high streets more like all the houses have the numbers of the years they were built in i'm, I'm seeing well, 1520 nice. go past i'm seeing rebuilt in 1480 that's that nice. means it's older than 1480 i love that stuff but yes then it's loads of countryside beautiful countryside views 
and a car dealership. <laughs> like, ah, oh, did did they have to put that there? Anyway, my wife, my wife has mentioned this before. Like when we've been when we've driven up to Hereford, that car dealerships are in the most random places. Like they are just like it, they'll be in the middle of the countryside, and all of a sudden, car dealership. Nothing else on that road, but a car so, dealership is there. And really, that's that's a bad way to sell cars because you'd think the people who need cars most are the people currently without cars. So to mm -hmm. put your business in a place that is only accessible by cars, it's a yeah. slap in the face to the people without cars who want cars. Exactly. It's racist is what it is. It's not really. But anyway, it, you've got a game for us. No, it's, it's racist is what it is. <laughs> it's racist and transphobic. <laughs> I'm sorry, I only half heard what you said, but I'm going to assume it's both of those things. <laughs> Difficult first episode for me. Um, anyway, you've got a game for us. Yes. So went to Rye, got uh, very drunk in a micropub, for about nine hours, just sat in the Ooh. same place. Used to be a Victorian toilet, converted, really fancy. Uh, the pints, any pint, £3.70. <gasps> Hello, mate. And I'm like, what, even this fancy, super-duper 6% stout? £3.70. Even this strawberry cider made down the road? £3.70. So yeah, we had, a, we had a whale of a time in there. And we got we got to categories. Now we mm -hmm. played this game, me and you, well, me and Luke before, and uh, with uh, I think we've even told the story on the podcast where Andy was very keen to only name male porns. <laughs> thing. When we played this game, almost I got flashbacks to the Christmas party last year. Um, yeah, Louis Dangle was very confident that he could name NXT UK wrestlers, and then. Stopped at about five and they, and they couldn't name any more. It, it's pretty much a game of confidence where you say, I can name two Elton John songs. And the next person will have to say, I can name three Elton John songs. And that goes round until someone says, no, I don't think you can. You can't sing seven. And it's now up to that person to sing seven Elton John songs in 30 seconds. Problem was when this was done at the Christmas party, it was just like uh, you'd say NXT UK wrestlers, and someone would go twenty. Like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say twenty-one, so I guess it's we didn't didn't really get into the spirit of the game, which is what led to Andy saying like I think it was ten or like twelve porn stars, and then named eleven male porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't think of a twelfth name. Uh, you could may maybe name some women. <laughs> Anyway, there aren't, anyway. there aren't any famous ones. That's no, the problem. No, I can't think of a single one. Uh, so we had, we've got that build in where we'd say you have to start at one. So it goes round mm -hmm. sort of sequentially, oh. but you can jump up if you want. Um, and with the song ones, the idea is you have to sing enough of the song to get the rest of the table singing along with you. So there's an added pressure. So you so can't just. Okay, so if I was to say, like, if it was Elton John songs, you couldn't name, like, a random 10th track off of an album that no one knows. It's got to be a song that people recognize. You've got to say, like, I'm still standing because everyone can sing enough of that song around the table. That's it. And you've, that's, that's key. You've got to know about four, ideally the bridge and then the chorus of the song, mm -hmm. because then you can get everyone join you for the chorus. The 30-second yeah. limit isn't as big a deal when you're doing the song ones for us. 
and it gets to me, I can name seven Disney songs. I can sing seven Disney songs. Easy, easy stuff. Easy, right? But when easy. you've had about seven pints and no dinner yet, and you're panicking, then you because you don't think you're going to get challenged. <laughs> so, so you put on the spot immediately, and I sing a bunch, and then I just crumble because instead of Hakuna Matata, I sing Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful pair. Legit thinking those were the lyrics. <laughs> and everyone lost it because that's a stupid mistake to make. I started to lose it as well. And in an attempt to claw back some credibility, I made the exact same mistake <laughs> and said, let it snow. Let it snow. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, yeah. I think those are better names for those songs. So Timon and Pumba, what a wonder so and let it snow. It makes let sense. Let it man. snow. Let it snow. So this is my game. People who have who who get the names of songs wrong, but think those names are better names for those songs. I like it. Mm. I like it. We actually, on that note, so do get there at support at wrestletalk.com. Send us an email. Um, someone actually messaged in quite recently, Thomas, in fact, about a. Do you remember we had that conversation months ago about like, you know the perfect match to show to someone who's never watched wrestling? Yeah. Before? They got in touch. Listen to this for a suggestion. Um, I recently came across this match: Hogan versus HB Hogan versus Shawn Michaels from SummerSlam <laughs> 2005. Absolutely not. Like, that is not the match to show to a first-time wrestling watcher who's never seen wrestling before. Oh, yeah. All those preconceptions you have about wrestling being fake. Here it is, in your face. Like, raw. <laughs> in your face. Um, so, yeah, we had a few people email in to say they were just uh, pod swappers only. Brad says, following up on corporate choppers request to hear from us. I primarily listen to the podcast and watch in a while, uh, once in a while watch an episode of the news on YouTube. I will say the question about uh, if the podcast and the channel are on the same continuity, I would say yes. Um, uh, no, this is... It, Okay, I will say this about Corporate Chopper. Very good at asking for emails, very bad at deleting them from the inbox when they've already been read. Gotta file that I, stuff away. Because I know that that one's been read out because I listen to this podcast. <laughs> so I know that one's been read out. Chopper. Right, so I'm going to delete that one. Um, Lewis says, I only listen to the podcast. So I'm doing other things. Don't, manage, don't have much time for the YouTube stuff. I'm sorry. Um, so I have no idea what's going on between Luke and Ollie. Great show otherwise. So, well, we hate each other now. <laughs> yes brief catch up uh, yep vanessa says just listen to the raw review and thought i'd let you know i'm mainly a pod swafter if i've got time i'll watch the short reviews or news videos on youtube but whilst i'm busy uh busy as a working mum, put headphones in while i'm cleaning or cooking and listen to the weekly resting reviews thanks for the amazing work keep it up much love from australia australia yes, that gem Cheers, Vanessa. Thank you very much, Vanessa. Benjamin, hi, Corporate Chopper, Mr. Davis. You asked for the pod swafter to email in, so here I am. Listen to every single podcast you put out, including the Quizzlemanias, and also No Rolls Barred. The only videos I watch on YouTube are Quizzlemanias, and I listen to the podcast and watch the video versions, and now Calling Spots as well. Also, a $5 backer on Patreon. Thank you very much, Ben. Getting your money's worth, I see. And this last one from Andrew. Hello, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Just wanted to add to the conversation and only listen to the podcast version. I've never actually seen one of your YouTube videos. 
So when I hear this whole thing with Luke, I just get confused. Love the content. Adam is my <laughs> Adam is my favorite. Boo. Well, you don't even know what we look like. You're not missing out. <laughs> Although Mr. Davis is currently topless. Yep, I'm sitting next to a fan. It's hot here. Uh, not just topless, uh, Mr. Russell Talk. I'm only in my pants and socks, but you can't see that bit. <laughs> and we get also cold got, feet. If you've seen the, the video version of this as well, we've got this little like name bar at the bottom <laughs> as well that's got our names on it uh, with like our Twitter handles. And at the moment, it's, you know, I can see uh, Mr. Davis's face, but if I remove it, oh, it reveals the chest. Yeah, it's like a. Lips. It's like a little sense. It's like a um, Austin Powers, mm. just like running along and just centering little bits for you. Little bits being the operative word. Nailed it. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back on. Oh man, NXT and when and AEW both on Wednesday again this week, aren't they? I know. Yeah. Idiots. So back on Thursday. Idiots. We'll be back on Thursday. It's a double header. It's AEW and NXT, and then it'll be Friday Magazine Show with Nice Salcedo. Sm- uh, Saturday, Saturday with SmackDown with uh, Chopper and Andy. <laughs> like, it's Saturday, Smatterday. <laughs> I prefer. I've lost, the ability, I've lost the ability to speak. I've now got to do an hour-long podcast. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Rebel, no, it's not.